What's up, kinfolk? Welcome to the number one ranked show presented by Direct TV Stream. I'm your host, RJ Young. We have a very special episode of the number one ranked show today where I talk with UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer, who has his Roadrunners off to the best start in their program's entire history and not a bad start for him as a college football head coach. He is 17 and five in this interview. We talk a bit about how his roadrunners have got to this point in the season where they're going to face the conference USA champion university of Alabama, Birmingham dragons and roadrunners versus dragons. Just awesome. This weekend. We also talk a little bit about why he chose to sign a 10 year extension to stay at UTSA and whether or not he thinks his kids should get a chance to play in the playoff for a national championship. And we're going to give that to you right now. I'm joined by UTSA head coach, Jeff Trailer. Coach, how you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate you making time for us. I, I want to start with this. Um, I went to college, the University of Tulsa. We had a quarterback there by the name of G.J. Kenny. You might know he's also offensive coordinator out at Central Florida. And he said, you treat Coach Taylor or Coach, excuse me, Coach Trailer as nicely as you teach me, uh, as you treat me. And I said, all right, I'm going to do that. But I first got to ask you, you got any goods on GJ that I can use in the text exchange? He's uh, he's pretty much as good as as gold. There's not any dirt on that kid. He's a humble spirit, uh, as good in the locker room as I've ever been around in my life. And he just also happens to be a heck of a quarterback and football player. Yeah, man. Uh, if it was up to GJ, we'd be throwing the ball all the time. Uh, wouldn't yeah. be handing the ball to guys like Sincere McCormick, uh, who I want to talk about. But the first thing I want to ask you, Coach, is are you – Still afraid of uh, your kids or the fans eating the cheese? Uh, you know, it's always something you're worried about. It's mm -hmm. gotten really big. Uh, you know, it's, it's just gotten huge. You know, there's a whole lot more national media. You know, my players are getting national media stuff now. And we've dealt with local media and San Antonio media, which is the seventh largest city in the country. So it's not like we don't have a pretty large media here. Uh, but when you get, you know, national involved, it, it kind of changes things for those kids. Uh, and even for the adults as well. Uh, so you're always worried about that. Um, but, you know, we're getting better at handling it. Uh, we just – every minute we take it away from preparing for UAB, we got to find some way to replace that minute, whether that comes from nap time, workout time, whatever that might be. we got to make sure we're prepared for the champs. I mean, UAB are the champions, and, and we want to be the champions. So to, to, to be a champ, you got to beat the champs. No, and I appreciate that, Coach, because it – feels like y'all really do carry that mantra of we're on to this game. We're trying to be 1-0 in this game. But the challenge of Bill Clark's UAB and having been the three-time champion of this conference, what would it mean for y'all to get a W against that squad at the Alamo Dome? Well, they embarrassed us last year. I mean, the mm -hmm. score might have been close, but if you were at the game, it wasn't close. I mean, they dominated us, um, and we were embarrassed when we left the field. Now, I know it was a one-score game on the scoreboard, but you've been a part of those games where they're one-score one games, but you left feeling like, ah, I'm not sure that was really a one-score game. That's how we felt. Uh, we've had that taste in our mouth for a year. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Bill. Bill was a high school coach as well, so I always root for those guys. He's done it the right way. They're big. They're physical. They play great defense. They run the ball. Then they've got a great play-action game to complement their running game. Well, Coach, you mentioned high school football uh, from the jump. You mentioned how important that is to you throughout your career. What does it mean for you to be able to recruit the 210 
the way that you have and have folks buy in in San Antonio? Well, that's why they hired me. Mm. It was my it was my Texas high school coach's background, the relationships that I've developed, uh, my ability to recruit uh, when I was at the University of Texas and Arkansas and SMU. That That's the reason they hired me. So I had to make sure and come through on that. So that's where we started, the hashtag 210 Triangle of Toughness. That's our culture, and we start in the 210. We had 11 players on the roster when we got here. Excuse me. <clears throat> and now we're at 30. Uh, so we really – we think – by the time we get to year four, year five, we can have this thing where over half of our roster is uh, 210. So Texas High School Coach Association is what I'm proud to be a part of. And those guys have helped me tremendously uh, land those 30 players. One of the things that I was curious about is the stops that you made along the way in college. And what do you think are basically core principles that you've been able to take from high school to college that you've been able to infuse into your program at UTSA? Oh, I learned a lot, but I learned a lot before I got in it. Just by mm-hmm. being the same coach 15 years at the same school, we had a lot of great players at Gilmer. So I got to go visit some of the best coaches in the country and stay a week. And those guys would let me have total access because obviously they had ulterior motives. They were being nice, but they also were my players, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to learn a lot just by studying. Uh, but when Charlie hired me at Texas, you know, I learned some things. Um, you know, he tried to build it from the ground up. You know, he tried to just recruit young kids and develop. And uh, they don't give you time anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it has to be a blended mix on your recruiting. We've got transfer portal kids in here. We've got JUCO kids in here. Uh, we've got uh, grad transfers in here. Uh, and we've got high school kids in here. So we, we have a – we call it a blended approach. It's a common sense term. So we're going to try to always say, say out of a 25-person class, you know, six to five spots for older kids to come in here uh, that might have made a bad choice the first time and realize the error of their ways and want to come back to me the second time, right? So we've kind of done a blended roster there. and uh, But football is still football. I mean, it's it. there's not anything like revolutionary I learned. It probably took me those five years just to understand all the recruiting, all the rules, you know, what's dead period, what's, you know, all, all those kind of little funny terms that uh, in college coaching are, are terms that those guys grow up with. And a high school coach, I might not have grown up with those terms uh, speaking that all the time. Coach, one of the things that I'm passionate about in particular is the expansion of the playoff, not to six, not to eight, not to 12, but to 16, because I believe in that you get all 10 conference champions into the playoff and then you're six at large burst. I wonder, not just being the head coach at UTSA, but having participated in Texas high school football playoffs, which can last three months, what do you think about the expansion of the playoff and whether or not your kids deserve an opportunity to play for a national championship? Well, it's, it's America, right? It's USA. I mean, we, the 1980 hockey story. I mean, you know, Rocky Balboa. Uh, why, why do we watch March Madness? Because uh, we all have that dream, right? It's what America was. We're the underdog. And uh, let's play it out on the field. Let's don't argue about it. Let's play it out and let it go. Now, I do understand but the college athlete, we need to respect that. They're, they're here to get a degree. And we will, only a few of them are going to play in the National Football League. So if we can do that and not play a tremendous amount of games and get that done, you know, somewhere near their semester, I'd be all for that. Uh, but, um, you know, I just think it's the right thing to do. And uh, so I get tired of arguing about it. Let's play it out. Let's play it out and see how that turns out. Uh, amen, Coach. As a matter of fact, to that sort of point, one of the things that I argue uh, is that a win is a win. Like it doesn't matter if you end, uh, win by a point 
or by 100 points? Did you win or did you not? And I appreciated the way that you addressed winning in that win against Southern Miss, which incidentally is my mother's alma mater, so she didn't take it as kindly as I did. But I wonder if you would elaborate on that point about how there are no ugly wins. There's only did you win? Well, there's just it's, it's just it's a shame that we talk about style points. Mm. Um, it just shouldn't be that way. And I understand it. I, I understand it. I don't mind the questions of an ugly win. Uh, but when that just shows you how modern we've gotten. I mean, old school football, when you played great defense and you punted and covered your kicks and you kicked off and you covered your kicks and you didn't have a lot of penalties, those were pretty wins back in the day. I mean, 10 to 7, 9 to 6, 17, 13. Nobody griped about that back in the day. And I've been coaching now for 32 years. So these style points just came up lately because the rules are all made for offense, right? They're all made for points and style points. So I'm just not – I've been that guy before. When I first started at Gilmer, I, we weren't very good. And I had guys that could have ran it up on me and some guys that did run it up on me. Uh, and that's okay. I can't control that. Uh, but we're going to take a knee when you're supposed to take a knee. Uh, I wasn't sure Will was going to call his timeouts the other day. So we ran the ball and we got down there. I could tell Will wasn't going to use his timeouts. So when he did that, I was going to take a knee and get out of there. I'll be devil's advocate. What if I would have handed the ball to Sincere and he would have gotten hurt? Mm. I mean, what would, what would somebody have said then? What if my center would have gotten hurt at that moment? Mm. So I just don't believe in that. And if we're not smart enough to understand what a head coach is doing, to take a knee at the end of the game and we're going to penalize them, uh, I don't know that we're ever going to be able to crown the champion off the field. That's what, Back to your point, let's play it out. And then we can decide. Coach, when I talk to you, I, I sound sane, right? Like I, it feels like we're speaking the same language here, and yet I can't get enough people to see the sense in what we're talking about. But again, I'm an underdog. I like to think of myself as a G5 school and how I get to do this job that I'm doing right now. And I'm sure you feel the same way. But I'm going to ask this question anyway. What led you to signing a 10-year extension at UTSA when I know there are other folks that believe that you could do anything you wanted with this 10 and 0 start, first 10 and 0 start in UTSA history, and you're 17 and 5 and just over a year and a half as a head coach. Well, you sound like my agent. Mm. Uh, he, he wasn't real fired up either that I gave up such leverage at such an unbelievable point. Mm. Uh, I felt very uh, much like I was led here. Mm. Uh, I felt it was a, a higher calling that brought me here. I'm very convicted to this place. Uh, President Amy and Dr. Campos have a vision like I do. Uh, they are very committed to this thing becoming a power five at some point. Uh, by moving into the AAC, that was very exciting for us. Uh, they took care of my coaches. Uh, they took care of my players. Uh, our training table has been enhanced tremendously. We're adding weight staff. We're adding recruiting people. Uh, we're adding uh, ops people. We're adding more uh, off the field people. Uh, they just made a huge commitment to us. I love the city of San Antonio. The city is so appreciative of what we're doing. They're very humble. Uh, we have the Alamo Dome. We have a $41 million new facility with the University of Texas system. Uh, we can recruit. I don't have to fly anywhere. Within three hours, I can get every player I want to come right here in one of the most beautiful cities in the country. Uh, why not us? I'm a dreamer. I'm a builder. Uh, when I started at Gilmer, uh, we didn't have facilities. We didn't win. Uh, our girls' programs were not real good. They didn't have facilities. Now, when I go back home, our girls have facilities, our boys have facilities, and I want to do the same thing right here. And uh, your dreams should be so large that your prayer life has to match it. So when your dreams come true, no human can get credit for it. I love that, Coach. I love it. I, I, I ask this, though, sincerely. 
you're in what is the 10th year of UTSA as a football program, which jumped into the deep end right away. And we don't ever see this. And it's kind of a novelty to see such a young football program. And then what you've done over the last two years, what does it say about Texas high school football in that you're able to recruit your area, recruit the state, but also that there's so much good football being played at the FBS level along with you all? Well, I'll never forget where I came from. I hired seven Texas high school football coaches on my staff. So it used to really annoy me when all those college coaches would come through my office and tell me that the Texas high school coaches were the best coaches in the country. I'd go, as soon as they leave, I'd pull up their little book, right? They leave me. I'd look for their coaches on their staff, and none of them would be Texas high school football coaches. Mm. So I was like, well, if they're the very best coaches, then why aren't some of them on the staff? Mm. Now, I'm not saying out of my entire roster, I've got about 20, 25 coaches here that they're all Texas high school football coaches, but there should be some on the staff if they're so, they're such great coaches, which I believe they are. Right. So those contacts, those connections through the years, uh, we're we're very proud of that. And every time I go on that field, I feel a tremendous obligation to put a good product out there because it might help one of my buddies uh, get a job and then they could go live their dreams. I have a lot of respect for Bill Clark at UAB came from a high school background. And uh, so that's who I'll always be at heart and uh, really proud to be from the THSCA. Last thing I have for you, Coach, is a bit about Sincere McCormick. Uh, I got to know a bit about him last year when he was running all up and down, folks, and he's doing it again this year. What are we missing about him as a player, especially a guy that chose to return when I didn't think that he needed to return? I would think just the things you wouldn't know about because you're not in the locker room with him. He has a beautiful smile every day. He never misses a practice. He never takes a rep off. He always has a smile on his face. Uh, when I get a lead and I take him out of the game, he doesn't complain about stats. He blocks for the quarterback. He can catch. He was in the, the running for the leading rusher in the country last year, and his daughter was born during the UTEP week, and he wanted to be with a legacy. And he didn't want to come back and take away reps from Brendan Brady, who had been taking the one reps all week because sincere with his daughter. It probably cost him maybe the, the, the rushing title. Uh, that's just who he is. He's an unbelievable human. And uh, I was blessed that he was on my roster when I got here. And, and I tell my coaches every day, don't take that rascal for granted. I, I tell our players every day, don't take him for granted. So many times those great, great players become a little entitled. Mm-hmm. And uh, when your best player allows you to coach him hard, you can coach everybody on the team hard. And Rashad Wisdom and Frank Harris and Sincere McCormick, those guys allow me to coach them hard, which allows me to coach everybody on our team very hard. Well, I sincerely appreciated the story they related about giving up their numbers to earn them back after spring football. I don't, I don't hear about that, especially myself. I'm partial to my number. I love my number. It's, it's my name, right, as much as anything else. So for those dudes to put that up and say, no, no, we're going to earn it like everybody else earns it. I, I can't I can't speak more highly of them than that. And hearing you talk about sincere, goodness me, uh, coach, good luck this weekend. I'm pulling for you. Uh, I want y'all to finish this season undefeated. I want y'all to have a shot at winning a title. And I hope we live in a time for which I get to see UTSA get to play for it all, coach. Thanks so much. Man, I appreciate y'all having us on. Uh, means the world that you would share some time with us and get my kids some exposure. God bless. Birds up. All right. Thanks, coach. <laughs>